Well, welcome back. Episode 9, Short Story Bingo. I am Nate Chacon. The last one, Short Story Bingo number 8, uh, Dream of Red Hands, was interesting. Uh, we're going to go down a uh, similar path. We're going to revisit to Mark Twain for this one. I would like to big, give a big shout out, but before, before I do that, if this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time listening, then the retention program is working. I, again, am uh, accompanied by my good friend, Will. Will, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Um, it's been a week, and I had a great time since a tale of red hands. There's red hands, Dream and of I'm red dreaming. Hands. Dreaming of red hands. Dream with Bram, of red hands. With Bram Stoker. Stoker. <laughs> <laughs> no, welcome back, man. I certainly appreciate it. Hell yeah. Um, we had a great time last time. Certainly appreciate all the comments and uh, everything that uh, has come from that. Also, again, big shout out to my fans out in Japan. Love you guys, all 14 of you. Um, having said that, I just want to kind of give you guys a numbers count of where we're at. Like about every episode that gets downloaded, like I'm consistently at about like 90 to 120 downloads a day. And that's upon across all podcast networks that I am uh, linked on, which is Stitcher, iTunes, of course, Google Play, Podbean, uh, TuneIn Radio, and wherever you happen to listen to your podcast. So thank you so much for the support. Now it's time for random Twitter follower shout out. And this week we have at Utah Podcast Network, which I am proudly a part of. And that, again, is at Utah Podcast Network. I also co-host a show with my man Keith McDonald, uh, which is called The People's Pod Show. Shout out to Mr. Sasha Bloom and everyone over there hardworking at the Utah Podcast Network. Um, with that, I wanted to uh, kind of dive in really quick before we get into this episode about how much I appreciate the um, outpouring of support for this new format that we have been doing. I know we're uh, nine episodes in at this point and uh, going strong. So, uh, Will, I appreciate you as well for uh, you, you know, letting me know your thoughts and giving me comments and feedback as well, um, as long uh, along with um, other folks. If you have any stories you want to tell me, uh, if you have feedback or commentary, please feel free to email me at shortstorybingo at yahoo.com. Will, do you got anything before we start? I'm just excited to get into it. I had a lot of fun last time, so, uh, I mean, let's just get to it. Okay, well. (laughs) Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Repeated word for word as I heard it. It was summertime and twilight. We were sitting on the porch of the farmhouse on the summit of the hill and Aunt Rachel was respectably below our level. On the steps, for she was our servant and colored. Oh, God. She was of mighty frame and stature. She was 60 years old, but her eye was undimmed and her strength unabated. She was a cheerful, hearty soul, and it was no more trouble for her to laugh than it is for a bird to sing. 
That's just that, like that that old Southern. It was what is it? She was uh, uh, and it was no more trouble for her to laugh than it is for a bird to sing. Yeah, I can imagine that <clears throat> slaves in this time were pretty happy and they just laughed constantly. Yeah, God, and she was colored. <laughs> God, perfect. Uh, be prepared for that, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mark Twain story, so there's... I I haven't read this, so here we go. Who knows? Right. She was on the fire now, as usual, when the day was done. That is to say, she was being chafed without mercy and was enjoying it. She would let off peel after peel of laughter and then sit with her face in her hands and shake with throes of enjoyment which she could no longer get breath through, breath enough to express. At such a moment as this a thought occurred to me, and I said, Aunt Rachel, how is it that you've lived 60 years and never had any trouble? She stopped quaking. She paused, and there was a moment of silence. She turned her face over her shoulder toward me and said, without even a smile in her voice, Mr. C, is you in earnest? Is you what? Is you an artist? So I'm saying, is you an artist? <laughs> oh, artist. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> okay. spelled artist. Okay. Is you an artist? It surprised me a good deal. And it sobered my manner and my speech, too. I said, why? Well, hold on a minute. Wait, what does artist mean? <laughs> so maybe it's not artist. Misto, Misto C. Misto C, is you an artist? Ironist? Arnest. A R N E S T. I guess we'll figure out what that is. Okay. You know what? We don't fact check here, so I mean, we're I, I'll find out what the word is at some point, but because I want to make sure that this you can go ahead and pause the podcast right now and Google Arnest. It would be so good if I just came back. Arnest means <laughs> <laughs> It surprised me a good deal, and it sobered my manner and my speech, too. I said, why I thought that is, I meant, why? You can't have had any trouble. I've never heard you sigh. I've never seen your eye when there wasn't a laugh in it. She faced fairly around now and was full of earnestness. Has I had any trouble, Miss O.C.? It's going to tell you. Then I leave it to you. I was born dumb. I was born down amongst the slaves. I know it's all about slavery, because I've been one of them my own self. Well, sir, my old man, that's my husband. He was loving and kind to me, just as kind as you is to your own wife. And we had children, seven children, and we loved them children just the same as you loves your children. They was black. But they Lord can't make no chillin' so black but what they mother loves them and wouldn't give them up. No, not for anything. That's in this whole world. Well, sir, I was raised in old Fogany. But my mother, she was raised in Maryland. And my souls, she was terrible when she gets started. My land. But she make the fur fly. When she okay, God. I just don't even know what the what the hell's going on. I right know. Now. Hold the fuck up. I'm like, excuse me. I want to like. I, I want to like translate you. this. <laughs> I get it, right? This is called a true story. So it says repeated words, wor- uh, repeated word for word as I heard it. 
Okay. Jesus Christ. I know. Fuck. This is one of those ones where I got to like. You're going to have to chew through the fat. Yeah, chew through the fat. Okay. I'm doing my best here with the fucking, the, with the accent as well. So You're doing right. a great job. You're, you're doing a great job. Continue. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, it's my lawn. Okay. All right. Well, sir, I was raised in Alfoguinea. My by weather, she was raised in Maryland. And my soul, she was terrible when she gets started. My lawn. But she'd make the fur fly when she get into them tantrums. She always had one word that she said. She'd straighten herself up and put her fists in her hips and say, I want you to understand that I don't want a bond in that much. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. <laughs> That's okay. the most country shit. I know. Let the fur fly. Yo, you guys got to read this story to know where. If you, if we're, uh, if you don't understand what's yeah, going on, neither do we. Read so the. We can read this together. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you happen to be like sitting down, just pull up on Google a true story dash a mark uh, by Mark Twain, and you can read what I'm reading and try to understand how I'm doing this. Okay. She straightened herself up and put her fists in her hips and say, I want you to understand that I'll, that I won't, fuck, I want you to understand that I'll, oh, there we go, okay, there I it get is. it, that I Found want it. born in the mash to be fooled by trash, it's one of old blue hands chickens I is, cause see, that's what folks that's born in Maryland calls themselves and they's proud of it. Well, that was her word. I don't ever forget it. Because she said it so much, and because she said it one day, my little Henry tore his wrist awful and most busted his head right at the top of his forehead. Here we go. <laughs> I just It's Mark Twain. I'm reading the goddamn book. Oh, God. Yep. You know what's coming. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm just going to go through it. Here we go. I don't ever forget it because she said it so much and because she said it one day when my little Henry tore his wrist awful and most busted his head right up at the top of his forehead. And the niggas didn't fly oh, around fast enough to tend to him. And when they talk back at her, she up and she she up and she says, look at here, she says. I want you niggas to understand that I don't want bone that I want bone in the mash to be fooled by trash. I was one of the old blue hands chickens, I is. And then she cleared that kitchen and bandage up to chili herself. So I says that word too when I was riled up. What's going on? I have no freaking idea. <laughs> Something about her mom being very upset. Yeah, and so what and she says. And chickens involved. Yeah, so, so when her mom gets mad, she says, I wasn't born in the mash to be fooled by trash. I, I wasn't born in the mash to be fooled by trash. So, like, saying I wasn't born. Like, basically, I wasn't born yesterday. Like, you can't call or you can't, um, you know, like, call or, excuse me, you can't, like, you can't bullshit me. Yeah, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Mm. Yeah. Why didn't she just say that? Why Why didn't she just say that? Because <laughs> she has no fucking education because mm. she's a slave, unfortunately. Well, 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 well I guess it depends on where you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 
By and by, my old mister says she's broke and she got to sell the all. Little, 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 little. Whoa. This is how it's. I swear to God, you guys got to read this. Like, you guys got to try to read it yourselves and tell me you don't get tongue twisted. And, and try and do it with trying to do the accent. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. It's my turn. <laughs> well, well, by and by, my own missus, she says she's broke. And she got to sell all the niggas on the place. And when and when I hear that they... Oh, my God. My wife's going to hate this story. I know. She's not going to be happy with this. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I'll just tell her not to listen. That's all right. <laughs> and when I hear that they going to sell us all off at the auction in Richmond... Uh, they good gracious. I know what that mean. Aunt Rachel had gradually risen, while she warmed to her uh, where she warmed to her subject, and now she towered above us, black against the stars. They put chains on us and put us on a stand as high. Put us on a stand as high as this poach, twenty foot high, and all the people stood around, crowds and crowds. And they'd come up to, and look at us all round and squeeze on and make us get up and walk and then say, this one too old or this one lame or this one don't mount too much. And they sold my old man and took him away. And they began to sell my children. And they take them away. And I begin to cry. And the man say, shut up, yo, damn blubbering, and hit me on the mouth with his hand. That's fucking... <sighs> and when the last one was gone, but my little Henry, I grab him close up to my breast, so, and I rise up and says, you shan't take him away, I says. I'll kill the man that touches him, I says. But my little Henry whispering and say, I'm going to run away. And then I work and buy your freedom. Oh, blessed children. He always so good, but they got him. They got him. The man did. But I took and tear the clothes, most off of them, and beat them over the head with my chain, and they give it to me too, but I didn't mind that. Well, that was my own man gone, and all my children. All my seven children. And six of them I ain't set eyes on again to this day. And that's 20 years ago, last Easter. The man that bought me belonged in Newburn, And he took me to, well, by my by. The years roll on and the wall come. My master, he was a Confederate colonel. And I was his family's cook, so when the unions took that town, they all run away and left me all by myself with the other niggas at that monstrous big house. So them big union office move in there, and they asked me what I cooked for them. Lord bless you, says I. That's what I was for. Damn. Hmm. Is that the end? No. Okay. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> no. It's just, it's kind of like hitting me a little bit. It's like different to read. Um, 
I, I don't know where to interject on anything because it's right. not like a, a joke, joking. No, I mean, and that's okay. <clears throat> yeah. That's okay. It's kind of a... Uh... Like she goes from being a slave, and then when the union comes, she's still basically a slave. Right. Mm. Huh. We'll, we'll, we'll know a little bit more about her. They was they wasn't they weren't no small fry officers, mind you. They was the biggest they is and the way they made them soldiers mosey round <laughs> the general he told me to boss that kitchen and he say, If anybody come meddling with you, you just make them walk chalk. Don't you be afraid. He said, Use my friends now. Well, I think to myself, if my little Henry ever got a chance to run away, he'd make it to the Norfolk course. So one day I comes in and the ward, the big offices was in the parlor and I drops a, a kerchief. So, and I up and told them about my Henry. They listening to my troubles just the same as if I was a white folks. And I says, what I come for is because if he got away and got up north, where you gentlemen come from? You might have seen him, maybe, and could tell me so I could find him again. He was very little, and he had a, a scar on his left wrist and at the top of his forehead. Then they looked mournful, and they and the general says, How long since you lost him? And I say, 13 years. Then the general says, he wouldn't be little no more now. He's a man. I never thought of that before. He was only that little fella to me yet. I never thought about him growing up and being big, but I see it then. None of those gentlemen had run across him, so they couldn't do nothing for me. But all that time, though I didn't know it, my Henry was run off to the north years and years, and he was a barber too. And work for herself. And by and by, when they will come, he ups and he says, I's done barbering. He says, I'm going to find my own mammy. Lesson she's dead. So he sold out and went to where they was recruiting. And hired himself out to the colonel. For his servant. And then he went all through the battles everywhere. Hunting for his old mammy. Yes, indeedy. He'd hired a fuss, one officer and then another, till he ransacked the whole South. But you see, I didn't know nothing about this. How was I going to know it? All right. Yeah, man. It's not done yet, but yeah. All right. So, so he's son's looking, for, looking his for Yeah, son's looking She's for his looking mom. For yeah. She's looking for him. This is getting a little. All right. I had to slow down how I was saying it so I could understand it better. <laughs> So All right. I can understand. Yeah, it better. so everyone can understand it better. <laughs> You're still lost. <laughs> she has her Google Translate on, as I'm saying, and it's and it says back to her, "I don't know what the fuck he's right." Saying. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so she's look. He's looking for her. She's looking for him. He's uh, he's a barber. He's a barber. Uh, he's she obviously has uh, men of higher, well, just uh, higher ranked military officials come in that she is uh tending to as uh with maid duties and she's asking them if they have seen him and how are they gonna know um yeah but you know bless her heart for you know 
doing her doing her due diligence to find her son. All right. How was I going to know about him? Well, one night we had a big soldier ball. They soldiers they at Newburn was always having balls and carrying on. They had them in my kitchen heaps of times because it, it was so big. My, mind you, I was down on uh, I was down on sitch doings because my place was wide enough for officers and it rasped me to have them common soldiers cavorting around my kitchen like that. But I always stood around and kept things straight. I did. And sometimes they'd get my dander up and then I'd make them clear that kitchen. <laughs> Mind I tell you. <laughs> it's all right. That's very country too. They'd get my dander up. Right. They'd get, man, they'd get my dander up. <laughs> well, one night, it was a Friday night, they comes a whole platoon. If I'm a, if I'm a nigger regiment that was on guard at the house, the house was headquarters. You know, and and then I was just a uh, I was just a billing, mad. I was just a booming. I swelled around and swelled around. I was just a itching for him to do something for me. And they was a waltzing and a dancing. My, they was having a time, and I just a swelling and swelling up. Pretty soon. Long come Sitch, a, pr- a spruce young nigga sailing down the room with a y'all a wrench round the waist and round and round and round they went enough to make a body drunk to look at them and when they got abreast of me they went to a can to balance it around fussed on one leg and then on the other and smiling at my big red turban and making fun and I ups and says, get along with you, rubbish. The young man's face kind of changed all of a sudden for about a second, but then he went to smiling again, same as he was before. Well, about this time and come some others that play some music and belong to the band and they never could get along without putting on airs and they very fussed air they put on that night. I lit into them. They laughed, and that made me wuss. The rest of the niggas got to laughing, and then my soul lied, but I was hot. My eye was just a blazing. I just straightened myself up. So just as I now, plumb to the ceiling. Mostin, I digs my fist into my hips, and I says, Look at here, I says. I want you all to understand that I won't bond in the mash to be fooled by trash. I's one of the old blue hands chickens I is. And then I see that young man standing, staring at stiff looking Ken. Ken oh what? To the ceiling like he forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> like he forgot something and couldn't remember it no more. I don't. Uh, you just looking up like I don't look, man. I. He's like in the in the mash mash garb. So she's not what bo- in the. We just, what the fuck is this lady saying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just march on then, people. So looking like a general, and they just cave away before me, and out they a uh, little. They just cave away before me, and out at they dope. And as this young man was a going out, I hear him say to another, Jim, he says, 
you go along and tell their captain, I be on, I, I be on. <sighs> you go along and tell the captain, I be home. I'll be home. I'll be uh-huh. Han. I'll be Han. Okay, okay. I'm doing, uh, guys. I'm working here. You go along and tell the captain, I'll be home about eight o'clock in the morning. They something on mine. He says, I don't sleep no more this night. You go along, he says, and leave me by my own self. This was about one o'clock in the morning. Well, about seven. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> this, this was, was about, about one. one. o'clock. What? This yeah, it could have been seven. Could have been seven. Maybe it was four. I don't know. I don't look. I don't. I don't count. The thing is, we didn't have any clocks in the house. <laughs> I don't. And I don't know numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but I ha- wasn't born in whatever she said. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. All right. This was about 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, about 7. I was up at home, glitting the office's breakfast. I was a stooping down by the stove, just so, same as if your foot was the stove. And I opened up the stove, the with my right hand so pushing it back just as I pushes your foot and I just got the pan of hot biscuits in my hand and was about to raise up when I see a black face come around under mine and the eyes are looking up into mine just as eyes are looking up close under your face now okay hold on just a sec she was grabbing biscuits out of the oven and and then eyes came from under her so so read that we're not back okay so pushing it just as I pushed your foot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just got the pan of hot biscuits in my hand. Okay. And was about to raise up when I see a black face come around under mine. And the eyes are looking up into mine. Okay. So it is. Okay. Just. What is it? Awkward. Okay. Like <laughs> this. She's. She's kneeled over grabbing. And in that. It came like. He came like this. Oh, so he came into her. Uh point of view yes her line of vision her line of vision excuse me okay okay yeah get out of my personal space first off don't your head's close to the oven a little hot a little hot a lot of hot depends on where you're at could burn yourself well i see a black face come around mine and the eyes are looking up into mine just as eyes are looking up close under your face now and i just stopped right there and never budged. Just gazed and gazed. So, and the pan began to tremble. Oh, it's going to be your son. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I knowed. The pan dropped on the floor, and I grabbed his left hand, shoved back his sleeve just so, and I was doing to you. And, and then I go for his forehead and push the head back so. And boy, I says, if you ain't my Henry, what is you doing with with this with this welt on your wrist and that scar on your forehead. The Lord God of heaven be praised. I got my own again. Oh no, Mr. C. I ain't had no trouble and no joy. 1874. That's it. Hmm. So he was a barber, but then he was a part of a band. Right. And that's how. Okay. 
So that's how he ended up. So that's how he ended up getting back to his mom because the band came, mm-hmm. and he noticed that it was his mom. So is, he, is he in the band? That's what I was unclear about. I think he's in the band. I'm pretty sure he's in the band. I think it doesn't say. It obviously isn't from his perspective. It's only mm-hmm. from her perspective. But there is the band there, and so as they're causing, I'm gonna start. I'm talking to this fucking drum. <laughs> as they're causing a ruckus, <laughs> but as they're talking, as they're. Like as they're having their party, she is making you know making accommodations for them because that's what she's doing. And then she gets frustrated, right? Because they're being dicks. Well, and being and being loud and yeah. all that. And so, um, but he notices that who she is, and so she goes for the biscuits because she's still serving and entertaining. And he goes, well, and surprises that that was the next morning, right? Yeah. Right. That was in the morning. Right. So, it, so the way that she ends it is by saying, "Let's go back." Oh no, Mrs. C. I ain't no, had no trouble and no joy because he said, "Remember this." Before that whole thing starts, mm-hmm. he's talking to her because he's like, "Man, she's always like happy." Yeah, like he she seems happy all the time. Mm-hmm. First off, like for her to just to be like. Just go out, like, I don't know, do you, I might, I know I'm not the only one, but, like, I have people that you, I barely know that will break down and tell me their whole story, and I know <sighs> for, like, I hate that. Dude, do you have that happen? Yeah, because what do you, like, they always give you some sad story, and what are you supposed to say? I just wanted a number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I Biggie said. Biggie size with the. With a Coke Zero, okay? Yeah, exactly. And do you know what LT fucking did to me? I'll tell Janet, wait. I'm serious. I need to get this off my chest. <laughs> it's like one thirty in the afternoon. You're just trying. And or so, 7. Or 7. Oh, my. <laughs> Good. That's what we call a comeback. A callback, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, no, I think that, like... Maybe she's just been holding in this story in for a long time and wanted and mm. wanted to express it, and so he gave her the platform uh, to uh, let that be said because he said to her, um, "Okay." So he's like, "Oh, Mrs. C, is you in a, uh, our nest?" Oh, is so now that I know that she's talking uh, like broken English. What is what is Miss Mr. C is you in a nest? Our nest? Are you in our nest? It surprises me a good deal and it sobered my manner and my speech too, I said. I don't know what that means. I, don't know I can't what even it means. break that I down. I had, I, had, I don't know. I I mean I was kind of, I was able to break down a majority of that. I feel like I nailed about 90% of that. But I still don't know what our nest means. Mr. C is you in our nest? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, so, th- so this, this whole story stemmed from this. Aunt Rachel, how is it that you've lived 60 years and never had any trouble? Mm. That's where this whole story ends up or started with. And then she ends the whole story with, oh, no, Mrs. C, I ain't had no trouble and no joy. Mm-hmm. So she just tells him, she's like, oh, well, let me tell you a little something about my life. And he I wish that like Mark Twain like went back to the dude and was like he's just sitting there as she's telling the story and he's like the same way in the last episode mm-hmm. where dude is like after he was confessing to him about the murder and he was like paled in silence and like yeah what is this? what is uh 
What's his name? Does he have a name? I don't think he has a name, so Arnest. let's go take a look. <laughs> is, it, is it Arnest? Arnesto. Ar- Arnesto fucking <clears throat> Simmons. So she's telling no, him she this. Doesn't, he doesn't have a name. She's telling him this story and just ends it. Oh, and then it was my son. Right. So what happened? Like, I want to so know she, what happens. She ends, it, she ends it by saying that she so she tells him the story of her despair and joy, joy seeing her son again. Yeah, and that she has trucked along the pro, like uh, uh, along life and seems to have you know a way to balance like her despair with her like, joy and yeah i want to know though what like i want to know what happened after she found out that was her son like she's obviously i feel like the son's not around anymore she's telling this random not random this guy right the story so what happened after that damn you mark twain damn you mark twain is there a part de i don't not, uh, there's not i mm. no. guess we can just make it up in our heads right well, we'll leave that up to you. Um, well, I don't know. That was interesting. I've read a ghost story from Mark Twain. I think that's episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, Is that about the statue? Yeah. Yeah, or giant. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, it's weird. But that one's... A, I mean, it's not that it's not a lot better or a lot worse or whatever the case. This one definitely... I mean, again, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn, you know, I mean, so it's not uncommon for... Um, Mark Twain, the satirist, to go down uh, the realm where he was raised and depict a story of the environment he was in. So, um, probably one, uh, I mean, definitely uh, a story that um, I didn't expect going into it. And that speaks true to these episodes. I do my best not to read the story so that I'm just as surprised as you are. So, I was definitely surprised as soon as I saw the first N-word pop up. I'm like, ah, okay. Well. And then by the time we got to the 15th, you felt so comfortable. No, I, <laughs> I tell you, I'll see, I'm kidding. I, I, no, I'm serious, though. Like, I definitely did not say, like, the last three. I was like, mm, Jesus. Okay. too many. Yeah, I was like, I, when I, there was, like, parts where I say others. I'm like, that's just what I'm going with at this point. I'll like, I get it. Uh, let my father-in-law and wife know. Meh. Probably just stick away. Well, I mean, here's the thing. But it's it, Mark Twain, so that's it is what it, it is. This is like literature that was published, mm-hmm. and it was a thing. Like Mark Twain is considered, you know, and it's not like it was. It's not like said maliciously, and it's not, um, you know, obviously not in their trend. eyes. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously not. Uh, you know, in a in a way that um, would uh, inflict like a passion of. Uh, you know, in a different route that you might let your mind trickle to, but um, nonetheless, it's 1874, and the uh, environment that was going on at the time is the environment that was going on at the time. So, uh, certainly appreciate you guys along for the ride. Uh, short story bingo episode nine in the books. Is this yep. episode nine? Yeah, it's episode mm-hmm. nine. Um, Mark Twain, a true story. Will, thank you so much. Thank you. What? Uh, what? Uh, go ahead and spill out your. Um, Contacts. Where can people get Same, in touch with you? 
Uh, same shit as last time. You know, at DJ Will Wonder, uh, Instagram, it's Will Wonder. Like I said last time, I'm taking a bit of a <clears throat> social media break so I can think for myself. It's been great. That's good. I appreciate you once again for being on this week. And, um, you know, I have a feeling that you'll be on again in the future. I'd love to. So anytime you want me back. Hell so. yeah, man. So if you have any questions, comments, uh, news stories that you'd like for me to read that I have not found, please email me at um, shortstorybingo at yahoo.com. For myself, for Will, for Short Story Bingo, yeah, episode nine in the books. Have fun. Mark Twain, real sto- uh, true story. Spare fingers. Yes.